0: Welcome to The Grind, a church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, full of practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. We're your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Greg Addison, coming to you live from Little Rock. And welcome to another edition of The Grind. This is Neil Scoggins. Greg is MIA, and I don't know what MIA means, but I know he's missing in action. So uh, it's just me today. So I have a very special guest. Uh, I call him the Pope. Uh, Because I have to kiss his ring every time I see him. him. But we have the illustrious Randy Garrett. Randy, so happy to have you here. Well, thank you, Neil. On the grind here with us uh, on today. Listen, um, everybody hears stories about Dr. And we just say Dr. Uh, what does D, for those church planters that have no idea, they hear about it and, and all that other stuff, what in the world does DR stand for?
1: DR is Disaster Relief.
0: Disaster Relief, yeah. And
1: it's been around since 1967. Uh, we started in the late 70s here in the state of Arkansas. But uh, we celebrated the 50-year anniversary here just recently. Um, wow. And um, it's uh, just a bunch of us got together years ago. And we we're going to help folks through when they have a disaster. And we call the folks that might go through a disaster um, survivors. Okay. And so we work with those survivors, and we help them in anything, you know, get them back whole, hopefully, to get their home back in uh, shape feed them, whatever it takes. And at the same time, we're telling them about Jesus. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the cool part because yeah. the best way to kind of capture somebody's attention is when they're dealing with a difficult time. You don't want to, you know, uh, beat them over the head, but you want to take care of them first exactly. and, then, and then, then give them some Jesus. So, Randy, how long have you been a part of disaster? Well,
1: you know, a lot of folks came on board at Katrina. And okay. so uh, back in the 2005 time frame, yeah. uh, my church, uh, there were six of us, got in an old beat-up van, and uh, it was uh, somebody's van, and we had two or three chainsaws, uh, no PPE. That's personal protection equipment. and went on down to Louisiana and just showed up and started helping folks. (laughs) And so the Lord does help. People that need help because we were down there and we did some crazy, stupid things. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And I look back at that now. I think I have destroyed all the pictures. <laughs> what we were no doing. blackmail pictures. No, now. man. We were doing stuff that I don't even going to mention on the on the show here. But uh, came back and decided, hey, let's uh, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Yeah. So our church joined uh, Church of Rock Creek. We joined the uh, disaster relief. Uh, went out and got some training, started doing it right, and that's yeah. how I got involved back uh, in 2005.
0: Wow. So, wait a minute. You went from picking up a chainsaw in a beat-up van, yep. driving to Louisiana, yep. and now, what is your official title? I just I, Again, I call you the Pope well, here at the State Convention.
1: Right. I'm the director for the Arkansas Baptist State Convention Disaster Relief. Wow. And let me give you a little background here real quickly about how, you know, here in the state of Arkansas, we are able to help anybody that gets uh, in trouble here in the state. Yeah. But if something happens that we can't handle it, we can, there's 42 conventions around the country. Right. And anytime something happens that I can't handle in the state of Arkansas or they can't handle, we help each other out. Gotcha. So we'll go to Florida's, we go, you know, the the floods in Houston, whatever it takes, we're there and helping. You know, we go down to Louisiana. So it's it's um, we're part of the, the North American Commission Board. Yeah. But all the conventions funnel all their resources in, and we're the second largest faith-based organization in the country. So are you
0: disaster relief? Yeah.
1: There's over seventy thousand of us out there. Are you serious?
0: And now yeah. all of these are volunteers. These Correct. are volunteers that. Either former contractors, guys that are retired, or people that work every day.
1: That's exactly right. You know, we have a lot of folks now, you know, can't really deploy during the week. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is, like, make a long weekend. You can go out and help somebody, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to maybe a Monday
0: yeah.
1: uh, if it's here in the state of Arkansas. But when we go out of state, it kind of it gets into a problem that folks cannot, you know, they have to take vacation or whatever. But uh, yeah. we're able to get enough folks to, to, to deploy. So Wow.
0: You you know, the cool thing as a church planter, we're always looking for ways to get into the community. We're always trying to figure out a way, especially, you know, as a church plant, trying to figure out. Uh, you know, how can I make the the biggest bang for my buck? You know, we do, we'll, you know, partner with a school or we'll go clean a yard or we'll go do something else. But if you think about what disaster relief does, disaster relief really is an easy way. And it's not easy, but it's an easy way for somebody, for a church planter to get their members or friends to be involved in the community and make a major impact. Uh, How many, do you know of any church planters? I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, just planters that have had some folks to plug into some disaster relief. Uh, we've eventually.
1: got a lot of planters that are part of different teams around the state. Gotcha. Uh, but as far as actually having a team, a unit from a plant, I don't think we've got anything there, but I'm looking for people now. We've made some inroads down the Delta. Gotcha. And so we're working with those folks down there. I don't know if, uh, you know, we did a lot of work down in Helena, West Helena. Yeah. When they had yeah. all that problem down there. Yeah. And so we've opened some doors down there now, and we're going to be going back down there and do some regional training with those, go- those guys specifically. Yeah. And so they're really, really open because they saw what we brought to the table. Yeah. We yeah. brought in the resources that they d- couldn't have done it. Yeah. And we've got some contacts with state agencies that were able to come in to, to do some feeding. And it's just um, it's a package deal. And so when we come into an area, we, well, first of all, we're helping families. Yeah. We're yeah. sharing Jesus with the families. And um, it's just a wonderful experience. Whatever anybody that's ever done this, uh, there's two things happens. They either love it or they say, "I'll never do it again," <laughs> yeah. and it's it's that's the way it is. Yeah. But a lot of folks say, "Man, this is the best thing since I've ever been ex- ex- uh, have experienced. You know, let's do it again." And yeah. that's how once you're hooked, you're hooked.
0: Man, I'm gonna tell you my first experience, and I want let me I'm I'm gonna be careful with this one. My first experience with disaster relief. So I was going to Dermont. Okay. At yep. uh Ricky Lattimore's oh, church. Yeah. Ricky yep. Lattimore. Yep. Oh, Ricky. So Ricky is something else. We we uh sometimes in the church planning world they call him the blo- the uh the bishop of block parties. Cause uh, he yep. can put on a bunch of them That's right. at the same time. We were going down we were going to do a training for his leaders. It was just a book training. Uh, Jesus on leadership, I think is what we're doing. So we thought that it was only going to be Ricky and a couple of his leaders or whatever. So we're at the church. Well, that was after, I guess they had some flooding to happen down that way. Yep. Unbeknownst to us, we see trucks (laughs) come in and everybody, they got this whole, it's like, you guys have this war room. Yep. That's set up with computers and walkie talkies. And so we were going to teach the class and fry fish. Okay. So we were on the back of this trailer and I'm learning how to fry fish with uh, Terry Bostic, who used to be here at the convention. He's past the first first cabinet, I think now. And so we're sitting there and we're frying fish and frying fish and frying fish. And I mean, they came. Everybody that was working, yellow shirts showed up from everywhere. Yep. Of course, they had mud on them and the whole deal. Right. But it was like it was like some government Department of Defense operation that they were doing. So they came in, debriefed, I guess, did whatever they needed to do, ate the fish, and then we barely were able to do the, do <laughs> yep. the class or whatever. So the folks that came in, now they, how do you find out about? Uh, Like just different, does that because there are disasters that happen all the time. You guys just watching the news, and somebody calls you and says, "Hey, we need help." Or how does that? How does that work?
1: Well, uh, I've become a very good amateur radio. I mean, amateur radio guy as well as a weather person, and so in that. I'm always watching. I've got about seven different apps on my phone for weather. Are you see? Yeah. Yes. And so uh, this weekend, my, my my wife and I were on the Buffalo River, and I was looking through all these different uh, apps I had. You know, I could tell her everything you wanted to know about where we were from all these different uh, <laughs> wow. weather apps. Yeah. But um, what you do when you become a disaster relief volunteer with us, we assign you to a unit. Okay. And uh, – I will make a determination, and we've got units, we've got 50 units around the state and different disciplines, but something happens let's say in Northwest Arkansas. Okay. Well, I will call the, the, those guys in that area and get them started. They'll go out as what we call a windshield. Um, they just go out and drive around and gotcha. give, give me some, idea, give me some intelligence of what, how bad this is, what needs to be done. Yeah. They call me back and said, we need some folks up here to help us. So based on those um, initial assessments, We start putting resources into those areas, so that and then it just evolves after that. I'll I'll get some other leadership up there. Yeah, do we need a feeding team? Do we need a shower unit up there? What do we need to do to get everything? So what we need to do is we will find a church, hopefully. Uh, and it's been kind of difficult these days with all the uh, COVID. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're trying to do everything we can as far as distance uh, separation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wearing the mask, you know, but it's, it's kind of hard to run, wear a mask after running a chainsaw. Yeah, when that's true. 100 degrees. That's true. But we're doing everything we can when we, when we, when we eat, when we sleep, everything. We're doing the, uh, the distancing. Um, so it, it's been working out pretty good so far this year. Yeah,
0: that's cool. So it'd be cool if, uh, if you're, again, if you're a planter and you're thinking about getting involved, uh, probably the biggest thing to do is to contact, contact Randy. But at this weekend, I actually, tomorrow, uh, there's a training and normally, when you do training, you do training. Uh, physically either at a church or in the building right. here at the state convention but because of covid and social distancing and all this other stuff uh you coming up with which i believe is an awesome idea specific just for this year uh is to do virtual training uh now it, the the virtual train now kind of go over these disciplines that you had because you talked about disciplines the only thing i know about the the uh, dr is the the chainsaw teams and the mudding people i don't know where the mudding people go uh what they <laughs> what they would be under, but uh, but I do know the chainsaw teams they come in and just cut stuff down and right. haul it away.
1: Yeah, uh, we're, we're calling this our virtual online training. Yeah, um, and looking back, uh, you know, when all this happened, yeah, uh, we've had to cancel uh, the rest of our uh, regional training events. Gotcha. So we, we went, we but we wanted to get people to give them the opportunity in some fashion to get trained. Yeah, so we came up with the v- virtual online training. And hopefully, uh, in the month of August, we're going to be able to present that, and we're going to uh, offer all of our disciplines. We're going to be able to do chainsaw training, the communications, uh, the feeding, shower and laundry, box ministry, and the flood recovery. That's the mud out you were talking about. Gotcha, mud so, out, yeah. So uh, you know, the neat thing about the virtual training is that in the past, if you went to a training event, a regional training event, you were only able to take one discipline. Say, for instance, you came, you could only do the feeding, or you could only do the chainsaw, whatever. But with the virtual training, you're going to be able to sit there at your computer and go through all the different disciplines that you want to. So if you want to do feeding, if you want to do chainsaw, if you want to learn how to do shower laundry, you can take all those different disciplines, and we'll give you credit for that. Now, uh, initially, when you go online, with the training, which is called Involving Southern Badness in Disaster Relief. And that's something that I share with um, everybody that's that's new, saying, okay, this is what we do and how we do it, just to give you the basics. And then after that, you can go into the different uh, curriculums and different uh, disciplines. So we're only going to offer this this year, through the end of this year, because it's very, very important that you attend a regional training event in person uh, next year. And I'm sure by next year, hopefully, all this mess will be behind us, and we'll be able to get together like we're supposed to in our churches. Yeah. Um, but uh, then you can, you know, go to the regional training event and meeting folks that like-minded that love do, love doing this work. So that's 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 the goal. But this year we're going to have to, you know, adapt this regional training. Now that being said, if something major happens, let's just say in uh, in next year. Yeah we have a terrible tornado, yeah. or we have a, a, a hurricane. Uh, as people are going to those disciplines, are going to, excuse me, are going to those, uh, those disasters, then oh, okay. we may pull up the virtual training and say, okay, look at this as you're going into the, those areas, just as a refresher, gotcha. and we may... Um, do something like that now we trained uh, a lot of folks in the past we do emergency trainings either at like houston we did a lot of uh, emergency training for feeding and we did some other training on all the flooding we had on the river last year yeah so we did we do we do we we adapt to whatever the needs are to for the for the for the public
0: gotcha so so what if and, and let's play the what if game here real quick so what if between now and the end of the year and I don't know, maybe tornadoes will come up, and I don't, you know, I'm not cool with whatever the right. season of disasters that happen. But right. anything, based on what I'm noticing over the last two or three years, anything is possible anywhere at any time right now. That's
1: right. Uh, we could have a tornado, uh, you know, and. Here in the state of Arkansas, one thing that's really been come into play here recently is straight these straight line winds. I know.
0: Yeah. And
1: the other some of these uh, straight line winds are over 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And so that's just like a, a tornado ripping through somebody's town. Yeah. So uh, we go in and, and work on those. Uh, in fact, that's what really happened in Helena, West Helena. Was you know the straight line yeah, winds. Yeah. yeah. And so then, but now we're getting into this time of the year, in the latter part of the year, uh, hurricane season more so. Yeah. And so we'll be looking at maybe the Floridas, you know, somewhere along the Gulf Coast, um, and hopefully we'll never have another flooding event like they had in Houston. I yeah, mean, that, that was, was. That was big time.
0: That was, yeah, that was tough. We had some friends that were in Houston that had to yep. come back. Yeah. And, and they, uh, I mean, literally had to start life all over again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was.
1: It was, it, it was very devastating. A lot yeah. of folks down there. In fact, some of these areas are still trying to recover.
0: Yeah, that's what I hear. Yep. That's what I hear. And, you know, and, and again, and I cannot reiterate enough, this is the prime opportunity for the church to be the church, exactly. specifically if you're a church plant. I mean, we're again, we're looking for ways. You don't have to look for a way because I, you, you know I was uh, with a with a group, uh, man, not too long ago, summit in North Little Rock, and right. we we're talking about we're going through a time of prayer, and they said, "What should we pray about?" I said, "Well, you know, well, let's pray about thanking God for the moments that He gives us." Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes those, and this is going to sound kind of morbid, but I just follow me on this one but I believe sometimes God allows these moments to happen in our lives so that we can have an open door to share the gospel. I, I mean, you know, the floods in Louisiana, a friend, his mom in Louisiana. Uh, but, but I believe if the church, again, new church, church plant, a replant, whatever you are, if you get connected again, go to, and I think the website, we'll have it in the show notes, go out to the website and they have to register Ahead of time, right, right. on the website, uh, and it is tomorrow. It's still not too late. As you're hearing this, it's still not too late. Go out and register as the lead pastor, as the uh, you know new volunteer. Go out and register and get your folks plugged in so that you can be ready. And then, who knows that if something happens, then you're ready to be deployed. Not only in the state of Arkansas, but you can be potentially deployed. Outside yep. outside the state. Exactly. Uh, so l- I want to go through some of the chainsaw teams. is it's That's self-explanatory. You right. get a chainsaw and you cut some stuff down. But uh, it is going to be on the virtual training. Correct. And uh, you, you talked about the person that's actually going to do that training yep. uh, from Husqvarna.
1: Yeah. Greg Hutchison is the regional uh, sales director for the Husqvarna power equipment and Greg does an unbelievable job yeah uh, he's been working with with us for well Greg, Greg has been here longer than I have as really far as being, a, being a volunteer yeah gotcha. so wonderful guy great uh, in his church he's just um, all over it, at Wooster. yeah uh, does a wonderful job with the training so uh, takes you from here's a chainsaw how to do it properly there how to do it go. safely all the way to the point of falling a tree. How do you do this safely? How is it done? And so Greg does a wonderful job. And then communications, people say, well, what? Everybody's got a cell phone. Why do you need communications? Well, cell phones are great as long as they've got the power to run the towers and the somebody where you can plug in and, and charge that cell phone, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we go through some alter- alternatives like ham radios and some other things to, about communications. Wow. And we've got a couple guys that lead that for us that are just unbelievable. Let me, they they have forgotten stuff that, that I'll never learn. It's just amazing what they can do with, with, with ham radio operation. Wow. And, of course, feeding... We want to make sure that we feed the folks, but we do it safely. Gotcha. And so we go through the Serve Safe curriculum, which is uh – administered by the um, restaurant association yeah so we go through their guidelines we teach the course to their guidelines and make sure that everything's done safely
0: now you're feeding not only the volunteers but you're talking about the folks that that yeah Yeah. the community that's been displaced and and affected by the disaster
1: and we have enough capacity here in the state with all of our feeding units if something major happens i'm talking about the new Mandarin fault or some crazy yeah. event, Yeah, uh, we can take all of our feed units and put them together, and we can feed over 100,000 meals a day. A,
0: a, a, a day? day?
1: A day. Are you serious? I'm serious. And we've got unit one, which is the big one here in the, in Little Rock. Uh-huh. Um, we can feed up to 30,000 meals on that one unit. Wow. That takes a lot of volunteers to run it. Yeah. But we can do it. And But if we had to, had to we can we can put all the resources together for FEE and do 100,000. And the state of Arkansas knows this. When something major happens, they call us and say, hey, can you do this? And so far, we've been always say, yeah. We that it.
0: is, but you get trained, again, yep. virtual training. You train. get training on how you're supposed right. To, right. to operate that. That's awesome.
1: And then, of course, shower and laundry. When I first got into disaster, we didn't have a whole lot of shower laundry. In fact, Arkansas did not have any shower and laundry units. Uh, after <laughs> Katrina, we decided, you know, after Gil you know, three or four, six days without a bath, maybe yeah. a shower, <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to come up with something. So, yeah, there you go. So now we've got a bunch of... Uh, uh, associations as well as churches that have stepped up, have shower and laundry units. It doesn't take a whole lot of folks to run them. Yeah. They keep them clean. We, we're, we're very um, diligent to make sure that after you get in there, especially now, we get everything cleaned up so the next person that comes in and takes the shower. So we, we go through a training about that. Yeah. Uh, a box ministry is, and that's kind of unique because we were down in Texas years ago. Uh-huh. And we noticed that you know Texas thinks well they do they do things <laughs> like the, t- the bigger and better of course yeah, yeah. and so uh, they were able to have boxes when people had a disaster people had nothing to put their goods in you know things they were go- yeah so they had cardboard boxes available and the the families could get the boxes and put their things in and give them a safe place to store their you know belongings. Wow. That, that so
0: it, so it's just uh it's just a box so when they yeah. get the things they can they they're, right. they're they're things that they have they can put them in there exactly that is cool.
1: And then of course uh, the flood recovery, mud out, whatever the you know everybody they know that nomenclature is you know flood recovery, but yeah, or, or mud out. Um, that's the the bad stuff. That's when when homes get flooded. Yeah, um, I mean that it takes a special uh, training. We make sure that you wear the uh, PPE. You have, yeah. you have the N95 mask. Yeah, sometimes you got to suit up. Yeah, and uh, wear the, the proper equipment to go into these environments and get the phones. What we do, we get. All all the all this household goods out after okay. they had a flood, and then we go in and rip out those parts of the home that are exposed to the to the flood event because the the black mold starts growing. Yeah, yeah. So we got to get all that stuff out of there. We have a product called Shockwave that we come in and spray, and get everything sprayed down, can, can kill the mold. Yeah. We get it to the point where the where the homeowner is able to go back and start the rebuild process. Okay. okay. Now that all being said, the neat thing about a flood is that we're in these homes sometimes two or three days.
0: Yeah. The whole
1: time we're in there, we've got chaplains in there. We've got folks that are, you know, sharing Jesus with them. That's cool. And so that gives us, in a disaster, we have opportunity to share the Lord with people that normally would never have the opportunity. I mean, what are they going to do, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah, where are they going? (laughs) So (laughs) while we're doing that, our chaplains are sitting there, you know, sharing the love of Jesus it, it works now I'm, I'm very very happy to tell you this. Uh, last year the state of Arkansas uh, in disaster relief we, there's 42 conventions
0: right And right. so we in, were the, num- in, the, in in the, uh, in the, country. the country yeah
1: and so we were number two as far as the number of salvations. Are you yeah. so,
0: so let me kind of put this so out of all of the 42 conventions yep. in the, in the nation in the nation uh, based on salvation numbers correct. from a disaster relief unit, correct. Arkansas was number two. Number two, and that is now. You know that means that evangelism is yep. is first of mine. of course, taking care of people and the whole deal. Right, but at the end of the day, we don't do it just to be doing it. No, nope. we do it so that we can share the love of Christ, so that those that don't know Him. Uh, I don't know where it came from, but we say it a lot in the building, so more people can go to heaven than are going to hell. That's right, and that is so awesome.
1: And it's 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 you know when people. They come to me and they say, "Well, I don't, I can't do this. I can't. I don't know what to say." Yeah. Well, here's the neat thing about it: once you open up that dialogue, there's something called the Holy Spirit.
0: There you go. There you go. And
1: I get goose pimples right now when I mention it because the Lord takes over, and things that I have said to people in that time frame, they didn't come from Randy Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. They came from the Jesus, from the Lord, and it's just it's amazing. What happens, yeah. and so the byproduct that we do is the feeding and all the things we do. That's a byproduct. Yeah, the whole reason we do this ministry, the only reason we do it, is just to bring people to Jesus. Man, and so uh, I'm so happy because uh, we, we we've got a, a good training group that does the chaplaincy, and so we're um, it, it's it's amazing what happens.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. So again. Uh, tomorrow, uh, you need to go to reg- go register. Ch- check out the show notes and make sure that you go register. Now, there's two other other groups that are part of the disciplines of the training that won't be offered on the virtual. Right. But next year, we're going to pray that everything falls in line and right. and you're able to do that um, is are the chaplains training. Now, yes. how does that do? do you, does uh, does your unit facilitate that or you do it? farm it off for somebody else okay. how, does, how does that piece work
1: okay what we do we have two different sessions for folks that want to become chaplains first of all I need to get a letter from uh, your pastor okay or, or a lay person that says you know hey Neil Neil's a good guy yeah, and we think that he'd make a good we get a chaplain. Yeah, it's going so, that
0: letter's going to be hard to get. Randy.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we're going to talk after this. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you're good at evangelism. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to talk about it. But anyway, so uh, that that's the initial, and yeah. so uh, that just gives me a, a, a. I can call your pastor and say, hey, okay. Neil wants to become a chaplain. What do you think? And yeah. then we he can have some dialogue there. And we've had, seriously we've had some folks that have said, "Hey, you know, he's not ready or she's yeah. not ready." So yeah. it, it now when I say this, uh, I don't. You may have to cut this out <laughs> the, for a chaplain to what we do in disaster relief. Believe it or not, a pastor doesn't do a very good job. You know what? I've heard that. Yeah. I, so tell me why. Okay, a pastor is using. He's the one that's talking all the time. He's the one that you know representing Jesus. He's out there, you know, doing the, yeah. the talk, okay? Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. A good chaplain what I have seen listens. Wow. And just interjects things, nods, and just goes through the motions, but the people that are going through disaster, they need they need to talk. They need yeah. to get it out. And at the same time after they've got all this out, then we're there. We've been trained. We know how to present. Well, Hey, have you ever thought about giving your life to Jesus yeah. and go through the go through the process? Yeah. So we've got some great uh, some great training on that, and so um, That's cool. I, I'm hopeful that as our uh, uh, volunteers as they get a little bit older, yeah, and they can't maybe do the chainsaw work, they can't do the other things, but they should be a chaplain. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna really I'm gonna put more and more emphasis on becoming a chaplain. So yeah. anybody out there. Right now, it says, well, I can't do the chainsaw. I can't do this. I can't do that. You can talk about Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. get with us. Go through the website. Get in, enrolled. It's a two-day class. Um,
0: for, the, for the chaplaincy. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And we go really, we dig in. We dig deep and just make sure that people know how to do it. And now, it, when you have a, a situation that you really, you're out of your element, mm-hmm. then you can always, we've got some folks that you can call on. And gotcha. Say you know the, the folks that the folks that got some real problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, awesome. I'm really really happy about what's happening there. Yeah. The other thing that we do is incident management. So when we have a, a, a something happens, we have to have a team that knows what they're doing, how they put all the resources together, and make it work. Yeah. So that's another thing that's two days that I bring in, and I uh, and my team, um, we look at. Uh, it's by invitation only. So when I go out and I see people working in in a disaster and I say, hey, he or she's doing a pretty good job, they would make a good person to put on the instant management team, IMT team. So then I will call them and say, would you be interested? So that's only by invitation only.
0: Gotcha. And that's somebody that knows the process. It's not somebody that has done project management somewhere else. That's somebody that knows the process of how DR actually does things. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Again, a great way. So there was a, I hear, Uh, That there was a story about, now a lot of people are thinking, oh, that's for a DR, just for retired people, all this other stuff. But I'm going to tell you, um, I have folks that are part of our church that when we, they may not, when we were meeting regularly, uh, I would see them once a month in the building, once a month. I mean, but when we did stuff in the street, when we did it outside, they were right there, a little younger, they Mm -hmm. were right there. What I understand is there's some college students recently, and I don't know how recently that was, but that they – connected with uh, DR and did some uh, DR work with you guys. How, who, who was that and how long ago
1: was that? Yeah, sure did. Uh, well, we've done several different things with, with the uh, the youth of the BCMs, the uh, college okay. kids. Now, yeah. they went to Houston, did a lot of work down with there. With the flood? With the floods, yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. In fact, UCA, uh, Ryan took uh, a couple, three buses down there, uh, kids from UCA and really? some other colleges. They went and went down there and really did a great – the neat thing about college kids – They can get out there all day long and really bust it and get out there and get dirty. They love it. Yeah. They go back and they get cleaned up. They play basketball or whatever, soccer until, (laughs) you know, whenever, and get up the next morning to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of us are just trying to get out of bed, you know. (laughs) That's right. And uh, so they're a good example. uh, We were down in Florida, and uh, there was a cemetery that uh, was kind of getting overlooked. Uh, because we couldn't get our heavy equipment in there. Now, we're we're uh, to the point now that when we deploy on mm-hmm. chainsaw, and we've got some p- equipment that we can bring in and really move uh, trees out of the way and get things done. Gotcha. But with all the stuff in a, in a, in a cemetery, you can't go in there with heavy equipment. So we were going to have to go in there with manual labor and pick up the trees, the limbs, and all that stuff. Yeah. Get them cut. So we brought in some BCM kids, and... My, I get a phone call from my guys and said, "Don't ever do this again." And I said, "What? What do you mean?" He said, oh, man. They're killing us. <laughs> they're absolutely killing us. I said, "We can't keep up with. You know, we're, we well, normally we we're, we've got a system of how we cut." Yeah. It. But he said, "We, they're absolutely. As soon as I'm trying to cut something, they're trying to drag it off." So. <laughs> uh, wow. And so we cleaned up the cemetery down there oh, and man. what it was they, they were not able to, to, to bury anybody during this time frame yeah. and plus family members were not able to get into the cemetery oh, so man. it got to be you know so the, in actuality the city came to us and said you think it possible you could clean up the cemetery and we said sure so we did it wow yeah.
0: that, and, and again this is what because people want to be involved yeah. people want to do something that's worth something that changes somebody's life and to hear that those college students are actually doing that too, to me, I think that's probably one of the best things in the world. Uh, I mean, Dr. is major. Uh, I've never. I think the closest I've come to doing something with disaster relief was feeding them fish. That was <laughs> yeah. that was my deal that time. I mean, that yeah. was my, you know, uh, that was the, but you know, it was on accident, you know, f- that I actually did that. But it's a, uh, man, it's a, it's a, as my grandfather used to say, a highfalutin operation, yeah, yeah. it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty major. Um, and another reason for, you know, a lot of church plants, they jump out and we'll just kind of end with this is we're trying to find ways to be on mission. Correct. You know, trying to find a way to be on mission uh, involved in where God is moving, and what better way to be where God is moving than where God is moving? That's right. <laughs> you know, if the if the insurance company is called an act of God, that God did an act, and now it's our responsibility to come and act right behind it right. Uh, with disaster relief. Uh, that's the main reason why, and I'm gonna kind of get on my soapbox on this one for a second. Uh, that's the main reason why, uh, as a Southern Baptist Church, as a Southern Baptist Church plant. Uh, Cooperative program giving is so important. There's so many ways that we can do it, and you know, disaster relief is just one of those ways. And giving to Dixie Jackson is one of those, what two of those ways financially that you can give and get your hands involved and connected uh, with doing missions. And if you really want to have a missions DNA in your let me speak to that just for a second. Okay, and
1: people always because we don't charge anything for what we do. We go wait. In, so
0: the trainings are
1: well. We do we do charge just to cover our costs for the training. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Okay. But
1: as far as we go to help somebody, we we get all the debris out of their home. We do the chainsaw work. We don't charge them anything. That's all wow. we do it. So I'm always asked, "Well, how do you do this? How you can't? There's no way in the world that yeah. you can have all these re- people here and do what you do and not." Um, so there's three ways we get uh, resources or the monies to do what we do. Number one is cooperative program. Yeah. Yeah. Number two is Dixie, Dixie yeah. Jackson. Yeah. And number three is direct giving. So gotcha. The base, the core of those three uh, uh, givings uh, enable us to go out and help folks. And so, and sometimes it looks like well, our monies are, get drained down. But let me tell you something. It's we've never been able not to go out and do something because of a money issue. Because yeah. we're going to do it, whatever it takes. Yeah. But the Lord provides. Man. And I can tell you story after story after story Then we've had a major disaster, and people give like there's no like there's no tomorrow. Man. And uh, the, the Houston floods, the, the terrible tornado that we had in um, Mayflower in Bologna, yeah. the major events, the, Flor- the Floridas, um, people in the state of Arkansas, we're giving people. Yeah. And anything happens – They open their pocketbook, and they they give to to disaster relief. Man, not only
0: give financially, but they give with their hands as well in in their time. You know, I remember – uh, you were talking about, hey, we don't know financially where we're going to be able to do with Houston and the whole right. deal. And uh, you came back, I think, that next week, and you said, hey, you know what, you guys won't believe this, but without having to touch this over here, we got something else over here just yep. to be able to do yep. what we needed to do. I was telling you earlier about the big truck, the eighteen wheeler that I saw sitting outside the building. Yep. And uh, that man, it made me proud. It was that big, that big DR truck. It was, it was. Uh, it had the disaster relief thing on the side of it, and it had the Southern Baptist thing at the bottom of it, man. And I, you know, so I took a picture of it. and I went to church. I said, you know what? That's why we are a part of who we are. A part of that's right because that's what we do. Randy, it's been fun, man. Right? We, we, it,
1: yeah, I love I love doing this. Talk about disaster relief and just sharing uh, our mission and just let people know what we do and how we do it. And thank you for the opportunity to do this. And, sure. And just it, and go to the website and uh, get get signed up for the training and uh, we'd love to have you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Again, virtual training, and then this training, you'll be able to go through a couple of disciplines just with virtual, but you know what? Next year, when we start doing it person-to-person, you really want to get involved. Don't just let this be a one-hit wonder or one-time thing. Let this be an open door uh, for you to continue to do local missions. Randy Garrett, the doctor, the pope of disaster (laughs) 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 relief, so glad you're here joining us on the ground. Hey, if you need more information about disaster relief or more information about anything, here on the grind you can email us at thegrind@absc.org. at absc.org. we made it through without greg we made it through without greg greg we missed you but join us next time right here on the grind Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Grind. We hope you learned something new and found some encouragement along the way. To learn more about church planting in Arkansas and to find more resources, visit absc.org and click the church planting tab. Be sure to rate and review us if you like what you heard. Until next time, keep grinding.